The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You're listening to The Bruce Hooley Show, 94.5, The Answer in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus, where we have our Columbus City School teachers on strike, day three. Today's the first day of what's supposed to be classes in the fall. There are no classes in person, but there are classes online. The attendance will be, I would imagine, uh, very bad. Uh, But I think the Columbus Board of Education has time on its side in this. I was thinking about who can wait out whom. Uh, teachers have to make money. They are going to get tired of not getting paid. And as students get inferior or no education, whether they attend or don't attend virtual learning, I think parents are going to become more upset. There are no doubt in the city, parents who have had to make dramatic adjustments to their daily schedule to not go to work or to cover having kids watched at home when they're of a certain age where they can't be trusted to be left alone. So I think the Board of Education can benefit from waiting. And one of the reasons why I think it's prudent for the Board of Education to wait is because everything the teachers want here costs money. And the board recently pulled a levy, a planned levy, off the ballot. Now, the teachers are looking at that like, well, that's, you know, a nasty bargaining chip. It's really not a nasty bargaining chip as much as it's just a prudent reaction. Put yourself in the position of the Columbus Board of Education. Your job is to do what? Pay the bills, right? Pay the bills. 80% of the money, 80% of the budget of the Columbus Board of Education is to pay teacher salaries. Now, a part, I think the biggest part of this beef that the teachers have is that they want their salaries increased. I've already told you the salaries are higher than the average salary in the state of Ohio, and Ohio's teacher salaries are higher than the national average by far. It's not even close. So if 80% of your budget goes toward teacher salaries and you don't know what teacher salaries are going to be because the board will... Here's, Here's an indicator of how difficult it is to negotiate with these teachers because what they're putting forward as one of their major, major, major issues is the condition of the buildings, the heating in the building, the air conditioning in the building. So Regina Fuentes is a spokesman for the Teachers Association. And listen to this question to her about, hey, if you get the HVAC all squared away and the board comes through and they make sure they're going to do that and they promise you they're going to do that, would that get you back in the classroom? Listen to how uh, Regina Fuentes, who must have been an accomplished running back back in her day, listen to how she stiff arms this question. Ah, my apologies. I uh, did not have the volume up. Now, here's Regina Fuentes. They came through on that one issue, the HVAC, if they outlined a timeline for this will be done, X, Y, and Z, building by building, is that enough to get kids in the classroom on I would on say Wednesday? that's a starting point. We want to finish this negotiation process and get the schools Columbus students deserve. Ah, it's a starting point. Just a starting point. So it's not about the HVAC. The HVAC is an easy thing to say it's about. And then they always fall back on that it's about what students deserve. But they won't even tell you what their financial demands are. 
The number that has been reported, and I believe the number, is that they want an 8% raise per year for three years. That's outrageous. That's outrageous. A 24% raise when your salary is already above the national average? That's outrageous. So the other thing that I find funny is uh, this answer from Regina Fuentes about the uh, quality of learning the students will get via Zoom. We're not in agreement with any alternative plan that is in substitution of the experience and the expertise of the people behind me. There is no substitution for good and great teachers. They're in agreement with that. I had to look up whether agreement is a word. It was a word in the 1800s. Agreement is the oft-favored term there. But producer Pam, you look yes. puzzled. You look puzzled. Well, first of all, I, I've been following some of this, and yes. I I think that the board had already offered to finish up those last few have. school yeah. buildings, have. right? Except Mifflin, because they're going to tear it down. Oh, doesn't that, seem like well, a smart idea right. to put air conditioning in a building you're going to yeah. tear down. Well, I'm going to play curmudgeon here for a minute and tell <laughs> you that all three of my school buildings had no air conditioning. So it is possible to survive yeah. through school. But, you know, I, I understand that it's a nice benefit. Sure it is. And, and I, I, I don't disagree that it's a nice benefit. But we did have a world without air conditioning in my lifetime. It wasn't that long ago. And the other statistic I would like to know is, are all the kids who are left at home because there's not air conditioning in the schools are they in air-conditioned homes? Exactly. I was thinking that yesterday when you were you were talking about all of this in the last yeah. couple of days, and I was that's exactly what I was thinking. I gotta a lot believe. of these kids don't have AC at yeah, home. i got to believe the Hilltop, Franklinton, Linden, I'm just guessing. Right. There might be homes there that don't have AC. Yeah, exactly. And you might be forcing kids into an environment where they don't have AC yeah. by not letting them in schools because just a couple of school buildings don't have AC. And a lot of the private schools don't have AC. Is that right? Like the Catholic, a lot of the Catholic schools did ah. not have AC until more recent years. Hmm, interesting. Yes. Well, uh, the mediator, the federal mediators, called them back to the bargaining table today at 1 o'clock. We'll see if something results. I do think uh, Board of Education is going to have to wait them out. And the Board of Education is, they're in a pickle here because whatever they whatever they give up, there'll be parents out there who'll say, well, give them what they want. Give them what they want. I want my kid in school. Okay. How many parents who say, give them what they want? are going to go to the ballot box and vote thumbs up on a very expensive levy, which is the only way to pay for all the things that you're on the hook to pay for when you give them what they want. I would tell you right now, if I, I'm not a betting man, how many of you think that in these inflationary times, with teachers who... By the way, did you notice the remarkable change? <laughs> did you notice the remarkable change of heart in terms of the value of Zoom school from 2020 to 2022 in Regina Fuentes? Can you imagine her in 2020 saying this about the quality of Zoom school? We're not in agreement with any alternative plan that is in substitution of the experience and the expertise of the behind me there is no substitution for good and great teachers no they had to have plexiglass and all kinds of stuff ppe and everything else to go back into schools and they didn't want to go back in 2020 now there's no substitute 
And she's also smacking all the substitute teachers yeah. that are currently doing the lesson plans yeah. for the Zoom school. That's a 600-person that's a slam yes, there by exactly. Regina Fuente. Yeah, and I'll bet they pay union dues, too. Mm. Mm. Maybe not enough. Well, they're not full-time music teachers, so off with their heads. Uh, <laughs> so this is where we are with the uh, Columbus City Schools. The board can't just give them what they want because the board is responsible for paying for whatever they give them. Unless, of course, Joe Biden comes through with, uh, you know, AC bill forgiveness for <laughs> Columbus schools. Now, uh, I've said before, when Joe Biden just with the stroke of his magic pen, the one that he didn't give to Joe Manchin, which it looked to me like Joe didn't want to take it after the uh, signing of the Inflation Reduction Act. I wonder if Joe knew that Biden was going to forgive like a massive amount of student debt when Joe Manchin signed on to the lie that spending money on green boondoggle initiatives would reduce inflation. I wonder how Joe Manchin feels about that now. Shocker, Joe. You got lied to by the party that lies every time it opens its mouth. So there's some degree of uh, uncertainty here. As to whether Joe Biden can forgive student loan debt to begin with. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would has to be an act of Congress. And um, I, I, I don't even like to call it forgiveness because that in, implies a transgression. It's not to be forgiven. Get he said, wow, Ron DeSantis sure sounds a lot like Nancy Pelosi. No, that was Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi saying Joe Biden lacks the authority to accomplish student loan forgiveness. So, I mean, look, he did rent moratorium. He's done student loan moratorium. He's done a lot of things that weren't constitutional. He's not adver- averse to doing that. Oh, you can also respond to me, if not via the phones, at 844-TALK-989 via email, bruce at salemmedia.com. And here's a social media response from Jason. As to the uh, 24% raise that Columbus teachers would like to have, 8% a year for three years, uh, he says it would be a revealing exercise for the district to offer massive merit-based pay increases and watch the union bosses local, state, and National Education Association headquarters melt down. Yes, yes, we can't do merit-based pay. And that's where Mo is. Mo says, as a Columbus taxpayer, I'm okay with a 24% raise if it's tied 100% to performance. Increase student test scores by 24%, and you get your 24% increase. The rest of the world gets paid on performance. Teachers should, too. Hmm. I don't think those two positions of Jason and Mo would be too popular with uh, Regina Fuentes and the Columbus Education Association. Now, here are some numbers regarding student loan forgiveness and the state. Well, let me just tell you some numbers regarding student loan forgiveness. Okay. Here's a number. Um, I got to find it because it blew me away and it will likely blow you away 
two. According to the U.S. Department of Education, okay, there are 1,776,000, so one and three quarter million federal student loan borrowers. Okay, 1.7 million. And they owe $63 billion in student loans in Ohio. Those numbers are the Ohio numbers. There are one and three quarter million people in the state of Ohio who owe $63 billion in student loans? What are we, a state of deadbeats? We rank second nationally in outstanding student loan debt in the state of Ohio. You know who's worse than us? Only one. District of Columbia. Only District of Columbia has a higher percentage of residents with student loan debt outstanding than Ohio. 15% of Ohio residents owe student loan debt. 15%. I am absolutely stunned by that. What's the average loan balance in the state of Ohio? Producer Pam, what do you think the average loan balance is in the state of Ohio? The average person, what they owe on their student loans in the state of Ohio. Um, Well, I can tell you my... Daughter probably owes about thirty. Well, she's right there, thirty-five grand, and she had plenty of uh, what do they call it the grants and yeah. and and they gave her fifty percent off sure. because grants, she went to a private sure. yeah scholarship. That's what I was trying to think. Here's of. another yeah. number. And she still owes thirty. That totally blows me away. Eighteen percent of outstanding student loan debt in the state of Ohio is is held by people age fifty to sixty-one. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Because it does that, me. Well, that age group, though, okay, that age group is at the leading edge, age-wise, of you have to have a college yeah, education yeah, yeah. to get a job. Very true. Yep. People 24 or younger are only 7% of the debt. Only 7%. Hmm. That just absolutely stuns me. And they're what? not paying anything right now. She's not well, even making any payments yeah, because no, they she says, had I'm to waiting payments. to see what they're going to do. Sure, they haven't had to make payments for two years. You're a sucker if you pay. Nope. Uh, these numbers just astound me because mm-hmm. I could not I could not go about my day without my conscience eating away at me. If I owed $35,000 to someone into my 50s, mm. like that's, I just couldn't even fathom that. But it is very it's clear from these numbers, very commonplace in the state of Ohio. There are sixty-two thousand people in the state of Ohio who owe more than eighty grand in student loans, and and that's that's the example of well, a bachelor's doesn't do it anymore. You no, have to have a master's. Have a master's. You can't get yeah. a, you can't get a teaching. You can't have, have a hope of teaching school in the state of Ohio unless you have a master's. Without a master's, right? There are thirty thousand people in the state of Ohio who owe. 200 grand or more. Now you say, well, doctors, whatever. Yes. I Maybe, but yeah. I'm thinking, you know, you're making a pretty good salary, and you should as a doctor. But they pay you're, a lot. You're in paying that off. I their would insurance, think. though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're malpractice, malpractice insurance. So the numbers are yes. staggering. Mm-hmm. And if those are the numbers in Ohio, what did I say, $63 billion, then... Imagine forgiving $10,000 for everybody who has a loan of $125,000 
or who makes $125,000 or less. So what this is going to do is imagine, imagine you owe $30,000, okay, and you get 10000 of it forgiven. And you've like got whew, a third of the weight on you is off, right? And a lot of these people are going to be like, well, now I can go out and, you know, spend whatever I was reserving to pay. I can spend. Who knows? Maybe there's another 10 grand of forgiveness coming down the road. Biden's got two more years in office. He's going to need to buy. He's going to need to buy votes in 2024, too. So they're going to spend that money, which is going to do what? Inject more money into the economy, which is going to do what? Jack up prices and jack up inflation. So it's a bad policy, okay? It's a really bad policy just in terms of, I talked about all the kind of social personal causes because you know in your heart you got away with something if you don't pay off your debt, if you expect other people to pay off your debt for you. But it's going to be terrible for the economy because it's going to lead to more inflation. Mike and Hilliard has a thought. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the Bruce Willis Show. Yes, I'm, uh, I have two sons who have uh, quite a bit of student loan debt. And I'm not necessarily in favor of discharging the loans. But yet, I can see a point in how that could be beneficial for them, essentially, because of the way... They compute the interest rates on these things. First of all, I think they're paying like 6.8%, which Oof. is pretty high. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's and coming more in I line with wondering. mortgage rates as mortgage rates go up. But granted, with mortgage rates when they were down around the twos, I understand why you would feel like that rate is high. Yeah, and that, that rate, my, my son's graduated in 2005 and 2007. Now, uh, Mike, and did your sons take out federal student loans, or did they get it through a bank or private loans? Because if it's private, they, uh, they, this won't, that won't be forgiven. That's correct. They did both. Okay. So in hindsight, your sons have been out of school, you know, a fair amount of time, more than a decade each. Do they feel yeah. like it was a good decision? Do they feel like they got the payoff? I mean, the theory is you go to school, you get the education, the education balances off the amount of money. Do they both feel like it was a good decision? Yes. Um, one son is a teacher, and there's a good percentage chance that his loans will be forgiven because of public service loan forgiveness program. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, my other son. You still there, Mike? Yes. Go ahead. Your other son? My, my other son graduated with a communications degree from Ohio State. He took on some additional debt because he was a, a, a D3 baseball player, mm. hurt his elbow, and was no longer able to pitch. Mm. So he transferred school because they pulled his uh, some of his D3 money that he was getting. So he Gotcha. Gotcha, Mike. I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. 